Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now live from the 51 Radio Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports, bringing you all the sports talk you can handle every Tuesday night at 8 Central on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. Welcome in, welcome in. It is WKBL Sports. I am Chad. He is Adam. Man, I just saw myself in the camera. I look a little, look tired or something. It's, uh, I, guess I think it's the hair. <laughs> I think it's the hair and the fact that I haven't shaved. That's it, yeah. But what I thought was that the beard, I thought the beard would come in a little thicker. You know, like you can see here on the sides, how it's not really just making it, you know, so it looks a little raggedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I was hoping it would thicken up and come in, and I don't know if I'm gonna stick with it or not. Uh, I know you got to tough out those first, those patchy days to get to the <laughs> to get to the bushy days, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Welcome into WKBL Sports. Good show tonight. AFC Championship, NFC Championship, both of those happened over the weekend. We also. Uh, had some Memphis basketball, very disappointing Memphis basketball. Although, uh, by all indications, they uh, will win tonight, or they it, they probably have already won. It, it's probably over by now. Uh, we had to come into the studio with about five minutes left uh, in the game, but uh, it's probably over now. And they were no, it's actually ninety three eighty four with about forty. Say, so it's pretty. So they scored ninety three in a game. Yeah. So Outside it's of a scored. quick bunch of threes by Central yeah. Florida, I don't. Yeah, be a problem. But uh, so they're they're in Orlando taking on Central Florida. Um, but we'll talk about their uh, future, the future of coaching. Something that was brought up today in a column by Jeff Calkins. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we'll also, uh, of course, talk NFL up and down, one way and out the other. Maybe even get into a little college recruiting. We'll have Jeff Ireland on to talk high school football. We'll start it all off, though, with a feature that we call The Rundown. It is a weekly sports update. The Rundown. The Rundown is brought to you by Wells Kitchen. Wells Kitchen in Brighton is a place to go for down-home cooking. Famous for their fried chicken and baked potatoes. Wells has all the country favorites, just like your mama used to make. At the corner of Maine and Woodlawn, Wells Kitchen, Memphis Tigers men's basketball team lost to East Carolina at home on Saturday, 84-83, to in what can some consider a harbinger of the end of Josh Pastner's tenure at as head coach. I'll, 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 I'll define that for everybody later. <laughs> Tonight, the Tigers took on UCF in Orlando, and uh, we just told you the score in that one. It's, it's just about over. Uh, the Grizzlies are 26-20 and 20 and second in the Southwest Division, still in the five spot in the West. NFL Championship round saw AFC Championship first on Sunday. New England lost to Denver at Mile High Stadium 20-18. Denver's defense hit Tom Brady 20 times and sacked him four times. Peyton Manning will now chase his second Super Bowl ring in his fourth Super Super Bowl appearance. 
in the FC Championship. Carolina destroyed Carson Palmer and the Cardinals. Both sides of the ball shined in a complete game for the Panthers as they won 49-15 to one week from Sunday. The Panthers will meet the Broncos in San Francisco for the 50th ever Super Bowl. And that's the rundown brought to you by Wells Kitchen. Wells Kitchen, good food for good folks. And indeed... Indeed, Wells Kitchen is good food for good folks. I can vouch for that because I enjoy eating there often. And uh, I have usually, I can't, every time I go there, I think I'm going to get something. But I always end up getting a baked potato with something. If I, unless I just get it by itself. Sometimes, I mean, it really is a meal unto its own. But uh, it, even if I get chicken tenders or fried chicken or something i still want a loaded baked potato i can't get those things are so delicious and uh huge the things are huge but they got all kinds of great stuff i mean this is stuff that you you may not have had because people don't cook like they used to around the house and even when they do like uh it's not the same things like when you know when you were growing up and your grandmother your mother used to cook it's like you you don't get uh, a lot of like fried okra at home anymore uh, yeah. but you can get that at well's kitchen and it's that fried okra is good Ooh, i i want it now that i brought it up i can't i i just now thought about fried okra but they've got all kinds of stuff like that like the stuff that you used to have at home oh man you gotta go on chicken and dumpling day too that's a good day but uh well's kitchen corner main and woodlawn in brighton you know where it is go out there and see them adam we are uh, now. We know who's in the Super Bowl, right? We know it's Denver versus Carolina. Now, before we go into both the championship games and and then, of course, looking ahead toward the game and all of that, who who do you have in the game? Let's just start off and make a pick right now, and then you may talk yourself out of it before the Super Bowl gets here. But what's the pick? What, no, what, I'm pretty much right set now? on my pick. I'm, I'm going with the pick that I. Well, I guess it'd be my alternate because I initially had New England playing Carolina and winning. And, right? Well, I uh, I was kind of torn. I, I thought maybe Carolina might because New England's so beat down with injuries and things. And of course, it ended up being their demise in the against Denver, but. Um, I, I thought, and but I thought if one, either one, I thought it was a 50-50 shot between the two. So by default, since New England lost, I naturally I go for Carolina. But I, I don't have any doubts in my mind. I, I even though Denver has a strong defense, Peyton can't do enough. He barely got past a broken New England defense that's been beat battered with injuries and everything else and an offense that was lethargic because their offensive line was garbage i had never seen that it was just awful on both sides <laughs> even denver's look pretty bad whereas carolina won't have those problems and i think carolina has more uh offensive threat and firepower than what brady did with new england he I mean, he had good receivers but he's not a running quarterback and he'll be able to avoid even if carolina's line was to break down Cam Newton could still get away and call do damage. Where and I think I think Denver will try to contain him, but I think it's gonna be the same effect that like the spread and the different ones have had on Alabama, like the running quarterbacks have on Alabama. Same situation. Denver's your Alabama defense, and Carolina is your Johnny Manziel. Mark that seven yeah. minutes into the show, <laughs> and we've already got an Alabama reference. <laughs> well, it makes perfect. And we're sense. not. We're not. Yeah. We're not even talking college football. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a perfect analogy for it. You can't. I mean, it's the, it's the frame of reference you <laughs> yeah, have, right? Yeah. 
It's, well, uh, no, I mean, but there's other teams. I don't know if he, if you go against the best defense. I mean, that's in Denver supposedly the best defense in the NFL. So naturally, they are. The only other defense and, I compare them to would be a college level because there's not another number one NFL defense. So. The thing about the the thing about the Denver defense though is is that they could possibly contain. They can if they can hold Jonathan Stewart and and keep Cam Newton in between the tackles. Which now those are two. I things don't think that, you can do both. It's though. hard to do both. Yeah, yeah not at the pro hard. level. Maybe a college level, but not not pro level. I think they contain Stewart without a problem. I think they'll stuff him in. You know, like, but as we saw, though, New England figured out how to beat that. They, of course, New England doesn't have. They've been ravaged. Their, you know, their running backs are all broken and beaten up and everything. They just started throwing to the running backs. They just used him as another receiver. He used a little play yeah. action, and it worked for a little while. I mean, like I said, if if, if New England had had a little more time, well, and always... the offensive line had blocked just a little bit, I really think if they had blocked just a little bit better, I, they say... would have. You know, yeah, Denver's defensive line you can't stop them. Here's what's different with Denver's defense, though, as opposed to other defenses. Like a lot of times, you can have. Uh, where if you got an aggressive defense and you can start throwing screens and and running draws that uh, get sort of get past the the main lineup and make them back off a little bit. The deal with Denver though is they're not committing more people to the aggressiveness of the defense. Yeah. They're typically only rushing three people, and those three guys are getting back there every time. And so when they do bring a fourth guy, it's almost a guarantee he gets through the line. At least it was you know, against New well, England. Well, yeah, that's what I'm and, saying. I think if New England's line had played been better, which they had been earlier in the season, I, I do think Carolina's line, though, has that you, ability to stop when, something like that. When you only rush three, when you only rush three guys, you've got eight guys in coverage. And so, Cam, who's he going to throw to? And you could even put a spy on him and still have seven guys in coverage. So, uh, I'm saying that if they can maintain a solid pass rush with three guys and not have to bring a blitzer a lot, I mean, you know, they will change it up and bring blitzers. But if they, for the most part, stay away from bringing the fourth guy, leave seven guys in coverage and put a spy on Cam Newton, I think they can contain him. I'm not saying I think they They will. They can contain him, but... I think this is where I saw the weakness in Denver. Brady was still able to throw on them, even with seven guys, eight guys backing up. And I think Carolina will have that same effect. You know, he he as long as he can get the ball to some receivers. I think it, we can both they, agree they're not going to put forty points on Denver. I you know that's I don't think that's going to. I I don't think it's out of the real. I doubt it. I think it's like a ten percent chance it would happen if they were less. But I don't think it's out of the realm. I, I think if Denver. It gets down like I saw it against against New England. Their secondary is not that great. Their it's their this their pass rush disrupts the game so much that it's what's causing. But we've I've seen Denver. Denver Denver's gotten smacked in the mouth a few times this year, and I think Carolina is going to do like they did against uh, the Cardinals. And they're going to come they've out. Only lost one game. Yeah, right. and that's just saying. And, and it was close. To, I mean, it wasn't like they got beat up in that one. I just don't think. Denver and also not being at home, I think that played into it too. They were at home for the game. I think if New England had been played in Foxborough, that game might have Which come out. I, erroneously, up until the game, like I'm a terrible sports guy, right? Like, like <laughs> this is my job, and I thought the game was in Foxborough for like almost the whole week leading up to it. Oh, and then I, I was thinking, it, well, no, actually, I was actually told by the guys on the morning show over on uh, that it was in Foxborough. That, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and it see, was, I, it was in uh, Mile High. I don't follow it enough to, and I couldn't remember who had won the 
right area, you know, or whatever. And I was just like, well, and I knew Carolina was playing at home for sure, but I didn't know which one, New England, Denver. I knew they were real close as to deciding who was doing what. But And I knew if it was in Denver, there was a better chance of Denver winning. And I knew that New England's team was beat up pretty bad too. So, And not take away credit. I mean, to me, though, Denver's defense gets all the credit for that win. Peyton didn't do anything. No, he played like garbage in that I game. Haven't. So I don't see where you'd give him any kind of – major credit for I haven't seen this, but I know the Boston fans can be really rough, right? And uh, so... Oh, you talking about the Gostowski thing? Gostowski. Yeah, because if he hadn't missed the extra point, they would have... He would have well, been able to kick another extra point yeah. and get one and tie but it up. Right then again, for there's two, no yeah. guarantee they would have won an overtime with the way that they were playing and the way Denver's defense was getting them inside the yes. red zone. I don't think they would have still... I mean, they gave, it would have gave them a better chance. But at the same time, that one play didn't make or break the the offensive line played like such garbage. If it was me, Especially not only the coach so would be gone, on. that whole line would be getting traded right now. I'd be working on disassembling and reassembling. I'd have a whole other line next year. If I was Brady, I'd be thought of it. Now there was another side of it, and then of course I'm not. I mean, the game ended the way it did, and both sides got caught the end of this. That was some of the worst officiating I've ever seen in an NFL game. I saw so much garbage that didn't get called or garbage calls that did call that I thought, are you kidding me? And like, and I understand where both teams have oh, room man. to complain. Like, You're- well, at the end of the game, Gronkowski. Dude was holding him down. He couldn't even jump. They talked about that restrictively. But I, I, I don't, it wouldn't have made a difference in the game, I don't think, because they still, even if they scored on that play, it would have still ended the same way it did. You know, they still would have had to go for a two and all Wait, that. Wait, no, you talking about the one in the back of the end zone? Yeah. The guy barely touched him. No, but he kept, he, he had his arms on him enough to where he couldn't jump. Oh, but gosh, it's like, come it, on. You can't see, you can't see that, that from was, the camera view. We don't know for sure. That was a good sure. no call. But there was a he bunch of them. I don't even think he had any pressure on him. I, I think he was well, just we don't, touching that's him. Saying, you couldn't tell. Him. I thought that at first, but I can't, you can't really tell. But there were so many, it wouldn't surprise me if it was because there were so many, not against just New England. I saw Denver got, Denver got messed over my, with things too, like great holding. There was so much holding in the secondary on both teams. That it was ridiculous. Like it was like it's like y'all aren't going to call any, and then every now and then they would call it. But there was so much secondary play that was absolute garbage. That you're picking on my favorite head referee, Ed Hockley. Oh, see, I don't he like is, any that whole is, crew. Ed Hockley like. is my favorite head referee <laughs> in the NFL. Uh, the dude, you see the guns on that guy. I mean, uh, me if you can't, but, uh, no, I mean, he's, to check. me, he's one of the best. Now, he did uh, make a mistake one time with an Eli game and a fumble and uh, all of that. But, uh, you know, I mean, everybody well, I don't mistakes. expect But perfect, I think he's one of the best in the game. That game pretty I, bad, I like though. Ed Hockley because he explains every call thoroughly, and I like Well, he does so, that. I'll give him that. He does, even if it's wrong. Come over here. I'm going to let you in on Covington's best-kept secret, Sookie's Bake Shop. They're in a great location on the Covington Square. They've got cupcakes, cakes, and cheesecakes that come in just about any flavor you could want. Sookie's Bake Shop is also a great place to stop in for breakfast. Their cinnamon rolls are the best part of my morning, and everything is made fresh daily. They also do special orders like birthdays or office parties. We had a cake at the office last week that could have been on a TV show, and it tasted even better than it looked. Go ahead, give Sookie's Bake Shop a call at 569 569- 2675 or better yet swing by the square and bring me back some cupcakes WKBL community calendar a free private screening of 13 hours the secret soldiers of Benghazi will be held on Monday February 8th at 1245 for veterans and their families at Cineplanet 16 in Atoka 
Call 901-837-0123 to reserve your seat now. This movie presented by Mumford Funeral Homes. If you're looking for a new Smith & Wesson in 2016, then stop by Hatchie River Outfitters. They've got an M&P 22 compact that's suppressor ready for $469.99 or a bodyguard 380 ACP for $399.99. They have other deals like a Ruger LC9S 9mm purple and black for just $469.99, a Taurus Curve 380 ACP, no laser for $399.99, and lots of 22 Magnum ammo. But hurry, because it goes fast. Hatchie River Outfitters is open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 6 and be sure to check HatchieRiverOutfitters.com for more great deals. Hatchie River Outfitters, anything for the outdoors, we can get it. If you have a yard or maybe a field, you may plan on digging in it. Perhaps you want to put in a swimming pool, add a super awesome barbecue pit, or bury a comically large chest of pirate booty. But before you dig, you should know that there are buried pipelines in lots of places. Maybe even under your own little patch of St. Augustine. If you dig and hit one of these pipelines, it could cause a leak. And that could cause serious problems. Sorry. So before you find buried pipelines with a shovel or a backhoe, find them with a phone. Call 811 before you dig to have any buried lines located and marked at no charge. Remember, before you dig for any reason, be it construction, a sprinkler system, or tunneling your way to sweet, sweet freedom. Call 811 first. Call your local natural gas utility or visit pipesafety.org. Brought to you by the Tennessee Gas Association. And now, the number one songs of the winter of 50 WKBL brings you these songs, plus over 30 years of top 10 hits, and then some. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. We're back, and better than ever. Not really. But we are. We are back in the studio. We were talking a little bit about uh, Denver, New England, that whole game. Adam was insulting the referee crew there uh, unfairly, at least in my opinion. But uh, I'm not uh, a big fan of most of the NFL officiating. Hey, you're not the only one. (laughs) You know, a lot of a lot of people hate it. There's Uh, too much technology now to be screwing up calls like that. I don't think if you want to go make college references, though, uh, like when they were letting college referees ref the NFL. No, that was that was yeah. No, that was that was not a good idea either. Also, there's a lot of college refs that I don't like either. So it's and I understand nobody's perfect and all that blah blah blah. You know, but there are good ones. But there's a point where you step over a line. It's just kind of like certain conferences in college football are happy about calling the targeting penalties and doing and holding and other things, depending on what, you know, I guess it's yeah, the types of teams exactly that are in those right, leagues. Yeah. And it's like the SEC, thank goodness, most of the time are a little more lax with a lot of stuff. They were bad there at first, but they seem to kind of be a little more, you know, let the kind of things go. Whereas some of the other ones you get in, and you can tell when certain officials are in there because they'll start calling stupid stuff. 
especially uh, ACC officials. I, they they call. All kind I was going to bring up ACC, but I mean, they've been in so much trouble. We were at the uh, when we were at the Birmingham Bowl with Memphis, and Memphis was in the process of getting killed by Auburn. Well, this was actually before yeah. it started getting bad. Oh, but uh, I mean, the officiating was so bad, and uh, it, it just there were so many questionable call not not just Memphis like uh, the whole game I mean it wasn't I'll say this it didn't give either side an unfair advantage because they made terrible calls every on every call they made just about was bad but uh and it didn't it didn't seem to favor one team or the other but uh we both said man what conference is this crew from and then of course the most embro- <laughs> yeah. embattled uh referees of the year the ACC they were it was an ACC crew I can't believe they let the ACC refs ref any of the bowl games yeah I I mean I know they they go from a neutral conference they try to bring from a neutral conference to ref I just but honestly after the year the ACC refs had man yeah they need to go go. you knew it wasn't going to be good as soon as you saw that's who that was and uh it you know it held true to form it was just terrible officiating i didn't see anything that uh you know egregious in the uh in the denver new england game or or in the carolina arizona game of course you know once it starts to become a blowout now the carolina arizona game i didn't really see much of any kind it was just the new england i well of course i didn't watch it when the first one it was 17 nothing i was like yeah this is but i've I figured Carolina was going to destroy Arizona. I, I kind of had a feeling with that one. I just I wasn't positive, but I, I just I don't have any faith in Carson Palmer. He's not. I mean, he got him there, but whatever. He's not that great. Just like with Peyton Manning, he's lucky the way this year he is very very lucky that things have come because he's yeah he straightened it up with throwing the interceptions and all that. But like against New England. He did not. But, I mean, the first half he did good enough. He did good enough to win, basically. That's about it. And and, and he's, like I said, there's always one thing. I like him as a person, all that kind of stuff. But I don't feel like, and I don't think he's trying to take any credit. You could tell he's kind of like, I got through that one. You know, he's not acting like he's done anything tremendous. But I don't. I feel like all these people going, oh, Peyton's going to go on top. Okay, that'd be great for him. But I would be very shocked if they made it out of that game. And if they do, it's going to be the defense that does it. It's not going to be Peyton Manning's arm. He's just not there. No, but it would anymore. still be a good story. For well, because oh no, I know that. I'm just saying that, that. But there's a lot of people following that. It really the credit if they win the Super Bowl, unless Peyton just plays like Superman and something out of his mind, like he did when he was young, you know, younger. I, you got to give it to the defense. It would not be. Well, a lot of know, people would say the well, Super Bowl the, he, the Super Bowl ring he has, you could give to his defense. In, well, that's in true. That, that is true. Yeah, and you're right. Because so, I mean, he didn't really win that game. But for it, him, it takes so. a complete team effort. And you you got to have. Yeah. And look, there's no doubt. Well, he's got to do it. No, there's no doubt in my mind, at least, that uh, Peyton Manning is the best quarterback that has ever played in the NFL, ever. And uh, now, and and I mean that from Eli? the perspective of. No, I said Peyton. Oh, Peyton. Okay. And uh, uh, now that's from a perspective of pure ability, like like just the most technically sound, good quarterback in the league ever. And I think it's Peyton Manning. I don't, I don't think that there's any doubt about it. I, I think uh, you know Joe Montana is a close second, and then you've got uh, well for the game manager types, it, I think. You, well, I, I mean, just for overall what 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 he's done. I mean, you think about Peyton Manning, he's, his accuracy rating and things like that over the years. I mean, uh, uh, he is and like, but game management is huge in the NFL. Whereas, like, it's almost an insult in college to call a quarterback a game manager. 
because they expect a quarterback to be a playmaker. But in the NFL, a game manager is key because that's that's the name of the game is uh, managing the clock and all of that stuff and being able to work the clock and work the field uh, you know field position to your advantage. That's the name of the game in the NFL. And yeah. so game manager is not nearly the insult in the NFL that it is in college. And I, But I wouldn't put Payton in that category. I mean, because he's had a big arm and he's made big plays. And he can, if he needs to score in two minutes, he can score in two minutes. He is, And he has a uh, such a elevated IQ for the game where he, when he reads defenses, he can check off the calls. He calls three plays in every huddle. And, I mean, it's just yeah. – uh, insane the level that this guy operates on. So uh, I, I just don't think there's competition for him at the top. I think well from got- an IQ standpoint and the way of the game and all that. But then again, at the same time, it depends on how you measure success. Though, like some people say, like if you're going by titles and overall success of the teams that's, they've been with, then I think he's eliminated from that because then you got to look at some. Well, that's where you go over to somebody like Tom Brady. And the fact that how look how New England's been since he's been there. Whereas you know they were Indianapolis was good while Peyton was there, but they were nowhere near as dominant yeah, as New England's been. Okay, but they're but they're I think still, it's coaching too. What about Terry? Then that would put Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, in, no, I'm not, that's and, what I'm saying. And, yeah, and but, then you would. And, I, well, I don't know nothing about. I don't know enough about the coaching. Then, well, here's the know, thing about. Uh, and I didn't see him play a lot. It, so here's I the can't. thing about uh, Bradshaw too. Like when you start comparing people, like Bradshaw and Brady both have four Super Bowls, right? Yeah. Uh, but now the difference is. Uh, does Brady get more credit because he he's been to six Super Bowls, or does Bradshaw get more credit because he never lost the Super Bowl he was in? And so there. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 it depends it gets, on everybody. Yeah. Now, in my, from my point of view, I think the fact that Brady had went to more Super Bowls says it, the fact that you got him to that point and you've won four gives him to me gives him the nod now i wasn't alive you know i was around didn't see terry play i don't know but i think now it's harder to win him because of of course we've had that related talk Chris, about college coaches too it's a lot harder these guys are bigger faster strong you know it's different type teams than when terry bradshaw played but they were they were tougher back then they had a little different yeah. to deal with too well, you're taking like, licks the, the, the protective gear wasn't the same either right. so there's, like there's kind of a balance last act. week you you could you could go after the quarterback uh, yeah, there's a lot more. It was a lot so more. There was a lot dangerous, more danger in the say, pocket. Yeah. So I mean, the, I know. guess that's where you kind of go. Well, okay, you know, they're a little more protecting. But from a from a stats perspective, well, receivers were. I mean, there was yeah. no such thing as the you know, defensive well, receiver rule. That and you also now you've got it's easier for the quarterbacks because there's receivers that are six four, six five, six six. Back then, you didn't have that many of them that were and the corner massive. Can't. The corner doesn't have to give him the opportunity. Like as soon as it touches his hands, the corner can hit him. In, yeah. the, in the old days, and now there's targeting a defenseless receiver yeah. where it wasn't. And I mean, so it's, it's it, kind of it hard. Favors offense, but the I game think favors more now, offense now. Brady so. Manning comparisons though, because they are in the same thing. I don't think it's a hands down, but I think yeah, Brady gets the nod because of the fact he's been to six Super Bowls. He's won four. New England as a team, and I give some of the coaches. Not all Brady, so a lot of it's who he's been surrounded with as a organization. You know, overall, Peyton hasn't had necessarily the luxury. People say, "Oh, he had so and so." Yeah, but New England's had a lot of power all the way around. Whereas Indy was kind of one of them. Yeah, you had a good coach. You had pretty good players, but not like what New England. Every had. team New you England's could point had some to, big yeah, time every, guys. And, and you could point to and say that all of Tom Brady's stuff has been the result of of and like he. He didn't carry a team. 
Uh, well, now he's had drive. Now he has had a lot. There's been yeah, like well, the Super Bowl last year. If he hadn't drove that, they didn't. He had to drive them down to get that last touchdown. So I mean, he's had I'm a few of those. I'm not saying that he and hasn't Peyton had. Too, I'm though. not saying that he hasn't had games where that's happened. I mean, every quarterback has. What I'm saying is that the argument could be made that without a uh, without a good. Uh, team around him that he wouldn't have been able, or the system, or Bill Belichick, or whatever. Well, it's a system you know, thing, like too. He yeah. couldn't have done anything else. Well, the thing is, we don't know because he's never played And anymore. we might actually get an answer to that, though. Now, here's what we do Another know. quarterback coming in. Well, it could be a system thing because you know, uh, what you call it, came, uh, Castle came Castle in, came in and, and was able and to. It hasn't been anything much. Since. Yeah. So now, it shows you it may be a system deal. Now, and, but the thing is, Brady's never played anywhere else, so you don't really know. I mean, you don't well, know true, well, yeah. if he could do this. If he could do what he does now with another team, now do we know that about Peyton? Absolutely, we do because he played. He did it with Indianapolis, and then he left Indianapolis and went to Denver, and now he's brought Denver to the yeah. uh, Super Bowl. So, and and yeah. he's brought them. Uh, you know, he's brought them <laughs> further than they've been since Elway. Well, know? and I think though too is that he's also been part of organizations that were willing to do what they had to do. To get him, who they, you know, I think that, there's so many variables with it. It's like, because you could argue that with every one of them. That's true, every but he also commands a lot of money away from the rest of the team. Well, and that's where I do give Brady a little more nod because Brady has known, been known to take pay cuts and give money back to make sure he gets the guys he needs to win those Super Bowls. You know, he's done it multiple times. Whereas I'm sure, and like I said, I don't give taking away from Peyton. Peyton, I know, is a great person. And I'm, and I'm sure, not, I'm sure he's done things is. that we yeah. may not even know about. Yeah. So, because he's got more money. I mean, endorsements is unreal, I'm sure. So, I mean, I wouldn't take that away from him. I'd never accuse him but of being he owns that a guy. Bunch of Papa John's yeah, I mean, stuff like that. I just, I just don't. Of course, I've always been kind of down on Peyton in a sense of a championship quarterback because he couldn't do it in, at any level until he finally got one in the NFL, and I didn't think he would ever even do that. But whereas I was shocked about because you talked about it with Eli getting as many, you know, now I think Eli's better than him. No, I think Peyton's smarter and been better in his career when he was younger and things like that. I think overall I agree with you with that. Now, skill-wise, yeah, he's probably one of the best ever quarterbacks as far as skill goes because of like you said with the play calling and the and he's a coach I mean. in the huddle now from a accolades and a overall i mean with all variables considered i i'd have to say brady bradshaw and a couple other guys are probably beyond him but now had he won more titles and stuff i'd give him that not say okay yeah he's kind of if see, he won at least say, three okay. if he wins this one i'd say yeah i'd still put now i'm not taking that away from his to skill me, level. if he wins this one and and so now he's won a super bowl ring with two different teams yeah. that gives is, that pushes him way up there uh, uh, i think I, I don't think a starting quarterback has ever won with two different teams uh I see, you know i heard i heard him talking about i'm not i'm not really sure but uh, now maybe there has been, about but that. a lot of, like something. I've well, it's up. highly unusual in the NFL too, though. Which I mean, if my theory's correct, but it's I not don't unusual. Think well, well, but it's not unusual for starting quarterbacks to play for two teams, especially today. Uh, today, well, uh, but usually it's not the great. But it's not the great quarterbacks, though. Typically, right. the great quarterbacks don't. Uh, kind of like know, even you, in NBA or anything, you know. But big, you see guys move. You see yeah. Philip Rivers move. You've seen Drew Brees move. You've seen. Uh, Carson Palmer, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner went to the Super Bowl with the Cardinals 
Yeah. But he didn't. They didn't win they didn't it. Win. The Steelers beat them. Uh, but uh, now Kurt Warner has taken two teams to the yeah, Super Bowl. He took St. Louis, and, and and maybe and they won. Yeah, he was the quarterback. Maybe for St. not Louis looked at as one of the great quarterbacks. Like maybe maybe he should be. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big. I don't have anything against Kurt Warner, the guy. I have the the announcers drive me crazy with this. Used to work in a grocery store thing. Like they, oh, they yeah. like that's all they can ever talk about. Whenever Kurt Warner is on there, is that you know he used to be a bag boy in a grocery store. Everybody had a little a job, man. I mean, you know, like everybody used to be a bag boy in a grocery store or something to that effect. I mean, you know, because he, he had a regular job. At one point in his life, I mean, yeah, it's right. not like he was. It's that. not like he was forty-two years old bagging groceries and then came out and won the Super Bowl the next year. You know, it's not like the guy that won the golf tournament that was still had a full-time job at a cell phone store when he won a PGA tournament. You know, or, or, or whatever it was. That and that's like that's a story. This this junk about uh, Kurt Warner used to sack groceries is just crazy to me like, like they talk about it as if he walked out of the grocery store and onto the st louis rams football field and became awesome yeah that's not now there, there's a funny this is a story i know a lot of people it kind of goes along that line it'd be like if they did this of course they don't talk about it. the mascot for the tennessee titans used to work with my aunt at a grocery store and that's literally how it did happen for him he was the mascot for the university of north of alabama and he was a produce guy at the same time and he literally went straight from the produce <laughs> stuff because he wasn't planning on doing it. it. Just all of a sudden, the opportunity, I guess, I don't know how he ended up in that way. But next thing you know, he's the Titans T mascot. I mean, yeah, but it's who, not, I don't know if knows, he still is who now. Who came up with but, a raccoon anyway? Oh why, is it a, why is it a why raccoon? He wasn't, he wasn't a raccoon when he was doing it. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what when I, I don't know I can't remember when they I don't know the mascot is T Rack the raccoon oh, okay but now he, he wasn't T Rack when whenever it was when the Titans first came around like he this was back when the, literally I think he was there for he's been there from the beginning like he was their inaugural guy as when the, when, Titans, as the Titans like when they, when they the became the Titans in Nashville that he became that's when he first started as their yeah, he was the one that got in a fight. I always tell people though, you know, he's the one that got in the fight and got all in trouble because he fought with the other mascot. They had like literally. Oh, and they actually, open. yeah, it turned into yeah. a real fight. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, uh, want to talk a little bit more about the championship games? We didn't really get into the NFC championship yet, and something very interesting happened in one of the end zones, and it didn't have to do with a player. We'll talk about that when we come back. Honey, why does the house look so different? I went shopping. It looks great, but how can we afford all this new stuff? Easy. I went to the closeout market. They've got everything we need at a great price. Where's the closeout market? It's just off the Covington Square on North Maple, about a block down from the police station. They have the best selection. Mattresses, kitchen appliances, sporting goods, and so much more. And it was all discounted at prices I couldn't believe. I had to keep pinching myself to make sure I wasn't dreaming. Just look at the receipt. Wow, you weren't kidding. I guess that means we'll be shopping at the closeout market from now on. Oh yeah, we should go right now. The closeout market, 211 North Maple Street in Covington. At Tipton Farmers Co-op Car Care, we paid very close attention to details. One of the things we do when we change your oil and service your vehicle is vacuum the front floorboard area and wash and clean your windshield. 
This is just an example of the small things we can do to make it easier for you. During a routine service, we also check all tire pressure and check all fluid levels. If there is anything that needs your attention, we inform you of that before you leave. We're here to serve you, our customer. The Co-op Car Care Center is located on Highway 51 South in Covington. Come by and see us today or give us a call at 476-4936. Start the new year off right by letting us review your financial fitness. This is Megan Ward with Patriot Bank, and we can help you get the right fit on your checking, savings, business account, or home mortgage. With six branch locations and three mortgage offices in Tipton and Shelby County, we are here to serve you. Stop by one of our convenient locations today and experience our unique style of banking. At Patriot Bank, we're down-home banking the way it should be. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, 29 for the low. Tomorrow, we're back in the sunshine, but it's going to be cold. Wednesday's high, 42, with northeasterly winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Thursday, sunshine, up to 53. Even warmer on Friday, sunny skies with a high near 57. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3's On Your Side Weather Center. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBO Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. And we are back talking NFL football. The Super Bowl is upon us. Not this week, but next week. One of these days, I'm going to get out to one of those games. I'd love to, I'd love to take in the entire Super Bowl week. Like, you know, it's, it's a big deal for the whole week. And I'd like to go take that in once. Of course, I wouldn't mind doing a Pro Bowl either. Uh, you know, the game is not that good, but I mean, it's in Hawaii. You yeah. know, it, yeah. it's uh, and, and you know, getting to be around a lot of stars and stuff. So I, you know, I'd take that too. Uh, but uh, I, I'd like to get out to a Super Bowl one time. This one's going to be between Denver and Carolina. Carolina beat Arizona uh, on Sunday. They were forty-five to nineteen. It was a route during the game. Toward the end of the game, Luke Keekley makes an interception at about the 20-something yard line for Carolina and then runs it in for a touchdown. And as he is celebrating, he runs all the way to the back of the end zone. He's sort of running along the wall, like, you know, kind of celebrating with the fans, but the fans are pretty high up, so it's not like yeah. But, you know, I mean, he's running all like all the way to the back of the wall. And he's running. And then you see him there. You see some sort of scufflish thing. And uh, then he leans down to pick a guy up. And now initially, I think, oh, he ran into one of the camera guys or something. You know, because at football games, there are a ton of camera guys in the end zones all the time. And uh, so I thought he just ran into one of them. He's helping him back up after he ran into him by accident, you know. And uh, so they say, you know, and then they say, oh, he still has time to help a fan that fell from the fan area uh, uh, even as he celebrates. And. I was like, wait a minute, fail from the fan. Hold on, is that what happened? They never showed it again, right? They never yeah. went back and showed it. Thank goodness for the advent of DVR, right? For the invention of DVR where you can rewind live television. Because I would have never been able to come back and see this. <laughs> but you jump, I jumped backwards because they never would show it again, never even mentioned it. So I jumped backwards to see what happened. Yeah, a guy fell out of the stands, but that's not even really the word for it. This was, this guy flipped, like did a complete flip, heels overhead flip, and landed down. And those walls are 10 feet high. 
And this guy, at least, yeah. And this guy, yeah, ten to twelve feet. And this guy does, uh, and it's well away from the player, so it's got nothing to do like directly with the player. Like everybody's just celebrating. All of a sudden, you see this guy fly out of the stands. I mean, it was violent. It was so. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I played it back like forty times. I started to put it on YouTube, but then I figured somebody. I'm sure somebody has put it on YouTube by now. Uh, it was just crazy. They never talked about it again. I don't know what happened. I don't know the story behind it. But uh, it was, I mean, this was a crazy flip this guy did out of the stands. Do they have it on YouTube? Have you been I, I, I've looked, but I, I don't see. I'm sure there's there's something I saw that I thought looked like it, and I think it may be it, but it's so vague. You know, it's not. And North it YouTube was, probably shut it down as soon as they did it. Cause it NFL was say, in, you can't do that. Yeah, probably NFL, you know, copyrights, violation or whatever. But, uh, I mean, it was it was crazy. I've never seen, and I, I mean, you know, like I've seen videos later of stuff like that happening, but I just never have been watching a game live when something like that happens. And uh, it was almost as bad as the guy. Have you ever seen the one where the guy at the baseball game like fell down to the next section? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And, and and so this is basically the equivalent of that, right? Yeah. And uh, except for he fell on the ground, there wasn't even somehow he missed everybody that was down there. He fell right on the ground. And uh, it, it was, I mean, I, I don't even have the words for it right now because, but if you saw this, this was one nasty fall, man. And I want to know what the story is because honestly, it looks like the guy got thrown out of the bleachers. Yeah, I found one, a video of it, but it just, it's a 15 second, just a quick clip. Nothing, yeah, that's all you need anything. though. It's a, the, the fall doesn't take three seconds. It's, it's all you need is to see. And then you see the guy head over heels flip. Oh, wow. Splat. You see it? Yeah, I, I think from what I see of it, it looks like the guy was like running down there to hang himself over, and he just like lost, like he must have been drunk, and just lost it. That's the way it looked like he got full speed, like running, like oh, I'm gonna go down there and put my hand out so he can smack it. And, and what is just, that YouTube? Clean what over. is that one called? What's the YouTube? It says video? Carolina Panthers fan falls out of the stand. Uh, I'm telling you, go look that up uh, to the everybody see, in the audience. There's another one too that slow mows it. That is something. You see how high his feet get though? Oh yeah. Look yeah, out. it looks like from what I can gather from it because it's kind of slow mo just enough. You can tell he's kind of like looks like he's running to hurry up and grab the guys like he's he's way ahead like you can tell he's trying to hurry up and get down there or something it looks like and i think he's got all his momentum going he must have tripped and then just went like superman and it looks it. like he landed face first somehow well the way the video shows that he landed it looks like he landed on his back oh on his back okay yeah, I, but i mean it was when hard. i saw it it was looking like it was face but i mean his head uh, is closest to the it, it was nah, he landed flat on his back flat on his yeah, back yeah they show it they, they got enough the guy, of the video and then so the, the that's why I think player, he must have been okay because if he hit his head on that because he laid on the concrete the the player if the is that concrete We're not con- well no, it's, I, I think it's, it's that turf. painted well it's the painted turf where we you know if you, we've stepped on it it's, right. it's basically concrete with some it's plastic well, yeah. on it <laughs> oh it's not yeah 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 it's not a mattress because he's on the I edge mean, he's on that edge it's right. like over where they've covered concrete up you know where you can tell it's not grass under or not right right yeah so then i'm thinking luke keekley goes and he sees it happen i mean of course he has a, a reaction which i mean just shows that he's a good guy really but the first thing he does he goes and he he, he picks the guy up and i'm thinking golly when you fall from that high, really i don't know if they should be moving this guy like yeah. you're, you're well, talking about possible spinal injury. You here could tell. I, I thought that distance. too, but after seeing him trying to help him, 
you can see that he jumped up on. He kind of got up on his own. Like, dude helped him on up, but he jumped up. Oh, he pulled his head up. He was up, up before yeah. he put his he hand started, up. Well, he was up. starting to get up, and dude yeah. got it, grabbed him, and kind of helped him on I up. So, you. yeah. Now, they, but yeah, I, with the way he hit his back, oh. oh. <laughs> it was. I and mean, he landed, like, he basically did, like, a front flip. And it, he seemed to be okay. That was the thing. Well, when he got up, they showed him kind of getting up a little more. Yeah. And he kind of looked like he was hunched over a little bit. The, from the video and it cut away after that but you could tell he kind of like it was like oh that hurt like you could see the look but he was walking but not like he was just oh yeah like jumped what up. an insane thing though i mean he did a front flip out of the stands his his feet were completely above anybody in the stands as he flipped right like i mean it yeah, was he just, did a flip and oh it was it was something else to see, and then to see the guy pop up, and and uh, I mean, look, I'm sure he was hurting, but he he walked off. Now I don't know if anybody has followed up on this story. It, shame on reporters in Carolina if they have not followed up on this. Shame on you. But I I want to know what happened. Oh, they, people are laughing it up on here. They're just they think. Well, it's I I don't know if I want to laugh. I mean, it looks like somebody could have grabbed this guy's ankles and flipped him over. Right? Now you could see, like, if you watch well, the video, sure wasn't like you that, could but... tell he was running, and he just lost. Uh, in the way the stadium set up, I'm shocked that. So he's they... running down to give like a high five to to Keekley. Yeah, and he lost. He somehow something tripped him. Tripped over. You, a you could tell. Seat yeah, or something. You yeah. could tell by the the way that it set up. Uh, that that's what happened. He he was like running, or you know, you're like, oh, get downstairs, get downstairs, and then all of a sudden, whoops! You don't realize that that the little railing where they are in front of that area is only like a foot and a half tall. So he's basically his knee. He got kneecapped by the railing, <laughs> and just that's what caused him to flip. Wow! Like that, yeah. He knee, he got he kneecapped himself on the railing, and that spun him, and that's why he went head over heels like that. I mean, whew, talk about and and now. You know, if people do find out who this guy is, I mean, that's oh, like you're, sure. you, you just jump up, you want to celebrate, and to, and now you're a YouTube sensation, right? I mean, uh, which I, well, I don't you know can't see him enough to know unless you know, somebody, you know. That's what I'm saying, though. If like they find out who the guy is and everything, like you just got turned into. <laughs> they said somebody what put a, a comment day. that said he did a better job of stopping the Panthers' D than Carson Palmer did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty rough. That is pretty rough because he got good. their attention. I guess I like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> They're all making fun yeah. of. It's pretty. Oh man, it's it's pretty rough. <laughs> These people are pretty rough. Well, you there, know, so. internet comments and yeah. all that. Uh, it, it's uh, and funny. The one guy that made those the. Well, I won't go there. <laughs> I'd say the guy that made the worst comment on here that was kind of wrong. I won't say what the comment was. His uh, tag name is the Cowboys fan. So. No, well, there figure. you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and speaking of that. Commenting on YouTube. I'm sure I'll get messed with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm getting messed with. I'm sure I'll hear it before long from somebody I know that's a Cowboys fan. I know that Derrick Henry said that's who he wanted to go play with. And, you know, and I, that bothers me. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with him. Maybe he got hit too many times in the championship game in the head. But he did. He said he came out and said, so I wouldn't deny and go, he never said that. He did. He said flat out that's who he wanted to go play for. I, I don't know why. I don't know if maybe that's grandma's favorite team. If that's the case, then hey, that's fine because it's grandma. You know, I don't that's know. who raised him. But he must have a friend there. I, I don't know. I You can. I don't understand it. They, maybe he likes the, the cheerleaders. I, if he come out and 
I just say, hey, dude, I like the cheerleaders. Hey, good, good luck, but hey, I don't play. You know, whatever. <laughs> Planning yeah, on knocking whatever. over a couple <laughs> banks That's over right. the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, something like that. But other than that, I don't get because if Manziel, I, I'm already not a fan. I mean, I don't have a team. You heard really. they got the best drugs. Yeah, that's what it is. I hate to say uh. that about that, but it's like with the Cowboys. I don't because I don't have a team or nothing. But and they're not one of my. They're one of my least favorite teams. I can tell you, if Manziel shows up on that roster, they, they will definitely go to the bottom of my... Even that's bad, too, because I don't even really have a team or care all that much. They would definitely go to the worst team in the NFL on my list. Like, that would be the end-all, be-all. You have I, a team. You don't, No, stop, I, mean, I don't have a team. Stop I own, sitting over no, there. You can't say like you got a you team. Don't have if I, I don't a own team. anything that has an NFL logo of any kind on it for any team. And I and You're I never a wore Patriots anything. fan. You just well, don't want to admit I, it. No, I root, the reason I root you don't own Patriots. anything. The the reason you don't well, own I anything. No, I have no reason. because you don't want to let people know that you like a team from <laughs> yeah, the Boston area. No, because you don't. Because I've you don't like the way Boston people talk. And you don't like. <laughs> yeah. and, and well, you don't like, that's part of You don't too. like the Bruins and you don't like the Red Sox and the way they burn the city down whenever they win a championship. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, they do that in Michigan too. That's like a state thing. You are a Patriots fan. No, I I root for them, but. But I'm not. No, I don't. Now, I only the only team I've ever entertained purchasing items for it would make. I guess would qualify me as somewhat of a fan because I guess if you own something of them, that kind of yeah, you, know, you can't say, well, I own a shirt of them or a jersey, but I'm not really a fan. It's like, yeah, why would Don you buy the jersey then? Because you want a souvenir. I have to, I, no, really, I have. <laughs> you're you're I technically. Have stuff. I don't have a jersey. I don't think I have jerseys of any teams that I'm not a fan I would, of. Well, that's what I'm have, saying. I'm talking about that. That kind of takes it to another I level. I have like t-shirts, uh, and, and I well, tried, yeah, like, t-shirt. When I was uh, when I was uh, in Arkansas the last time uh, I was in Arkansas, not this past time, but the time before that, I got a, a shirt from uh, the Monticello, the Monticello High School. Their uh, 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 their what do you call it? Mascot. mascot <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I lost it for a second. The, their mascot is a billy goat. Yeah. They are the fighting billy goat. Well, and so something got, like that. So yeah, I got now that's a, different. I, I got an, an Under Armour shirt that's the Monticello billy goat. Yeah, the billy goat. Uh, like, because I just, I you know, it's just unique to me. And yeah. so, now and that's also, different, though. Well, wait, and there's also, and then so the last time I was there, uh, they, they have, uh, I wanted to, but I couldn't find a shirt. Uh, they have the University of Arkansas Monticello, and the, their mascot is the bull weevil. It's the, yeah, I remember you the telling UAM me about that. Weevils. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so I wanted a bull weevils T-shirt, and uh, I didn't, I couldn't find one. Well, but uh, I, I, I still, I'll get one the next time I go. Yeah, though. but, but that's that, just now a that's different. That's a novelty. I'm talking about a team that there's no. Arkansas Monticello, but you know I don't. I don't yeah. I like. But I actually, when you go to the point where you own like items of it, and you're like watching the games a lot, that, that's where you're not necessarily a super fan. You know, a big big fan. But once you purchase something as far as a jersey, I mean, something outside of the novelty realm, a t-shirt. Nah, you could own a t-shirt from a team, and that don't mean anything. But when you get to the point, like it's like me, you just talk about teams like that. There's a baseball team in California called the Modesto Nuts. It's <laughs> yeah. a real team, and they're I think they're one A. Or something in in major league, but or not major league, but you know what I mean. There's one A, two A, three A. Well, I saw it. I, I thought I don't own the shirt, but I would because it's just funny the shirt and all that. But and there's also a Montgomery Biscuits in Alabama. It's a base a division or a, not division, but two A. Yeah, right, team. right, yeah, double A. But, yeah. or, or double A. And, and now, yeah, I'd probably buy it just because it has a big old bis- buttered biscuit on it. That's but, what I want. You know, 
That is one. If we have any listeners, if we have any listeners in Montgomery, because I'm sure you can't probably get it outside of Montgomery. Oh, I bet you could online. I mean, uh, I'm well, sure. I mean, I'm sure you but could. But there's a lot of acts like But I mean, I, you know, like if it's not from the town, then I, you know. <laughs> they, you know, they sell but, biscuits at the buttered biscuits at the game. If somebody wants to send honey, me one, oh, that, you know. That's like well, a big no, staple in the that. stadium. But uh, I, I would, uh, I, I would love for. Somebody, one of the one of our listeners, uh, if you will send us, and all you got to do is is our email address is uh, sports at wkbl1250.com. Get in touch with us and tell us you'll send us, and we'll tell you the address to send it to. Uh, well, I can tell you right now, though, it's 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019. And you send us a Montgomery Biscuits t-shirt. I want one of those so bad. There you were. It'd actually be on TV. We'll wear so it in studio. So that way. Anybody <laughs> in Montgomery or the Montgomery area right now that can get their hands on a Montgomery Biscuits t shirt? I mean, if you felt like ordering one offline, I guess you could. Uh, but Or even but, somebody but, from the organization. You know, they yeah. just want some more. But uh, <laughs> we'll wear it on anybody the Anybody from Arkansas, Monticello, Bow Weevils, I'd like a shirt from you as well. Uh, and so I, I don't know if we have any listeners in Monticello right now. And Modesto, but, uh, any of the Modesto nuts. If Modesto, I know it's in California, yeah. but hey, we got we're we're, we we're, we're some worldwide. In California, so, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I got family out there too, so then they they probably know about it. But I, you got all kind of little funny teams like that. But there's only been one NFL team that I've truly ever entertained the idea of buying a jersey, like taking that. To me, that's an aggressive step. You get a jersey, but. Well, it's, yeah, because they're like $150. That too, yeah. And you got to kind of be a little bit of a fan and follow them somewhat to make that kind of commitment to a team. But And I know some people, oh, I got that from so Now, somebody gives it to you, they don't count. You know, unless, they, yeah. like, if they didn't know and they just gave you, I mean, somebody just got a lot of money and they bought you, or one of those little cheap knockoff jerseys. That's different. I don't mean that. I mean a serious, like, purchase of a jersey. Right. I've entertained buying a Baltimore Ravens jersey. Well, one, because their manager's from Alabama. And they've got multiple, you know, like linebackers and different players on their team that have played for Alabama over the years. And one of the players I really liked watching was Courtney Upshaw, who plays for them now. And uh, and there's also a couple others. I can't. Uh, Terrence Cody, a couple others. But uh, and I always and I like the black and purple. I like the whole idea of the Ravens and all that. New England, not so much. I've never wanted to buy any of their jerseys or anything, just because. And I, I think they look cool and all, but. And yeah, I've rooted for Brady because of the whole Terry Bradshaw thing. We always joked about that. But I won't cross that line because I'm not a true. I, I, I go for them when they win. Like, I wanted them to win, but I have an ulterior motive. Once, if Brady wins a fifth one, I don't care if he's the all time best or whatever. I just want him to win five so Terry Bradshaw will shut up. And, and other than that, I, I really well, don't he won't care. Shut up. And like, I thought about well, you. <laughs> I thought about you after the NFC Championship the other night when they were talking about because I'm sitting here. Oh, I flipped the channel since he I'm starts talking on the about X Files to come on. And, and he sat up there about what, and he bumbled about the stupid trophy, didn't he? No, there was one guy. <laughs> there was a guy. I can't remember who it was that was on there talking about you know what it's like to to be there and and lose the game and he said it, it's like such a special thing to even get to a Super Bowl like even if you don't win the game and then another guy there uh, said I don't remember who it was maybe Steve Young or, or no it wasn't Steve Young it was like Howie or somebody but anyway somebody said uh, 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 somebody says oh I don't know I've been there and lost it and it pretty much stunk and <laughs> then Bradshaw said I wouldn't know anything about that I've never lost a Super Bowl oh, of and, uh, and I mean I don't blame for stuff like that he can be funny I do think part of it I remember the ESPN commercial I thought when they left him off the bus I was like yeah there you go that's that's <laughs> I they must have heard me talking about it said okay we're gonna make fun of him for that yeah because you know what commercial I'm talking about the, high, uh, the I don't know if it's the Heisman, but no, it was him and Barkley and all them. They're all going to get on the bus to go, and they leave, and they told him, no, he can't be on the bus. The one with Spike and Lee in it? Yeah, yeah. 
They leave him. They, they oh. don't have room for him on the bus. They keep talking because they don't like him either because he won't shut up about stuff. <laughs> and that's the whole reason. Like, you can tell well, they don't want him on there, which I was okay with him, like in movies and that. I thought he's funny. But then once once he messed up and got on college football and wouldn't shut up about his career in the NFL, I was like, all right, dude, that's you crossed the line. So Because it was an Alabama would, game. If it had been well, no, another no, game, you it was other appear. games, too. There, it, was another, it was an SEC game. It was, I think it was the SEC title game with Ford and somebody else. No, it was another game. It wasn't just that they, one. And then he got on uh, game day one time and did the same thing, I just kind of took over the whole. And it's like, dude, just go somewhere. You know, I like him okay as a person. I think he's a funny guy, but that crossed the line for me. I had enough of it. So I was like, yeah. I've, I've had my vendetta ever since for Brady to break his record just so I won't have to hear him say he's the best ever and all that. I thought of one crap. of the funny things was uh, that Terry Bradshaw and, and they had Jeff Gordon come on the post game show, which, by the way, lasted way too long. Yeah. yeah, well, I but turned it off as soon as I seen game, him on the podium and talking about introducing him with the the thing. You know, the, they could have done all of that I, online. I the channel. I said, they oh, this is going to go that on forever. Online or another channel because the game actually ended in time to start the X Files at nine o'clock. Oh yeah, it was supposed yeah. to start. Yeah. And oh, they, sure. They went on for thirty more minutes <laughs> and delayed the start of the X Files. The was, geek world was going. Oh nuts. yeah. Now, I, I heard about. I even honestly, read about though, it somewhere else. I was thinking, and, and I posted this on my uh, Twitter. I, I said, uh, I said. If I wasn't watching this live, I'd be mad because my DVR wouldn't pick up the first half of the show. Which, yep. by the way, the new X-Files, awesome. It is awesome. I mean, it is. It's so good, I can't even put it into words. And I don't want to spoil it like in case some people are trying to catch up or something. I don't know if you can see it online, but, I mean, you probably can. But uh, it, it is, I mean, it is a great rendition. Uh, it is great. It picks up almost, I mean, it, it's just like the old show. You'll love it. If you were an X-Files fan before, you'll be an X-Files fan again because uh, the show is really good and much better than that disappointment of a movie they made the last time. But uh, anyway, back to this. Uh, they were talking. They were telling Jeff Gordon that they could help him put up with Daryl Waltrip because they have experience putting up with Terry Bradshaw. So I thought, <laughs> thought you would think yeah, that was good. That was pretty good. All right. Well, it's time for the news and stuff like that, and then we'll be back at halftime. Covington. AP Radio News. I'm Ross Simpson. We've had six debates now. Why should the networks continue getting rich on these debates? Give some to the wounded wars and making a fortune. Let's see how much money Fox is going to make on the debate without me. Donald Trump will not be center stage at the final GOP debate before the Iowa caucuses next Monday. Donald Trump's campaign manager says the frontrunner won't take part in Thursday's debate. Trump is unhappy that Fox News plans to include Megyn Kelly as one of the debate moderators, a reporter Trump has described as a lightweight. He plans instead to hold a competing event. I'm going to have something else in Iowa. We'll do something where we raise money for the veterans and the wounded warriors. Thursday's debate with now seven Republicans will be the last one before Monday's caucuses. Jerry Bodlander, Marshalltown, Iowa. Donald Trump had suggested earlier in the day he might skip the Fox debate, drawing a sarcastic statement from the Fox television network that, quote, the Ayatollah and Putin both intend to treat Donald Trump unfairly when they meet with him if he becomes president. The White House says Bernie Sanders will meet informally tomorrow in the Oval Office with President Obama, but there will not be a formal agenda. 
A federal judge in Chicago has given preliminary approval to a reworked concussion concussion settlement between thousands of former college athletes and the NCAA. According to AP correspondent Michael Tarm, the judge also said that he wants to limit blanket liability for the NCAA on future lawsuits. Not getting that protection could potentially end up scuttling the deal. In human terms, the blizzard of 2016 cost at least 48 people their lives, 13 people died shoveling snow. This is AP Radio News. All it takes is a World MasterCard to go from everyday to priceless. To go from sitting on your couch during the Grammys to sitting near the stage. From hearing about the glamorous after parties. This is Gossip Weekly. To attending them. Champagne? All it takes is a MasterCard to get a chance to win tickets to the Grammys. Just go to Priceless.com slash music. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Ends January 31st, 2016. Open to legal U.S. residents 18 or older. For rules and entry details, visit Priceless.com slash music. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm. And bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. Welcome back. It's halftime here at WKBL Sports. Time for your halftime score update. First, we'll let you know your Memphis Tigers beat UCF 90. What was it? 9787 uh, down in Orlando. They were able to pull out that win. In overtime right now, OKC and New York are in overtime. It's 121-19. Thunder over the Knicks, as we speak, is about a minute 43 left in overtime. Uh, in the fourth quarter right now, Milwaukee leads Orlando 87-83. The Clippers beat the Pacers 91-89. The 76ers beat the Suns 113-103. The Heat beat the Nets 102-98. Toronto beat Washington 106-89. And just about to tip off Sacramento and Portland and Dallas and the Lakers. In NCAA, number 10, Providence is trailing to number 7, Xavier. That game is 46-32 and just started the second half. Wisconsin beat number 19, Indiana, in overtime, 82-79. Number 9, West Virginia beat Kansas State, 70-55. Number 1, Oklahoma beat Texas Tech, 91-67. And number 11, Virginia squeaked out over Wake Forest, 72-71. In the NHL, the Blackhawks are down to Carolina five to nothing. Carolina has beaten them. It's in the third period there. Montreal down to Calgary uh, three to two in that one, and uh, Buffalo over Ottawa three two. Toronto down to Florida five one. Winnipeg over Arizona five one. Anaheim over Boston, and that one's final six two. Pittsburgh over New Jersey, 2-0. Nashville 
uh, Panthers have not started yet. They uh, Nash. Wait, what did I call them? Hmm? Predators. Nashville Panthers. Nashville Predators have not started their game yet against Vancouver. That one is uh, just about to hit the ice in any second now. And uh, Colorado and San Jose about to hit the ice as well. In the Capital One Cup in soccer over across the pond there, Liverpool uh, in full-time loss uh, by – looks like lost by shootout to – well, no, wait a minute. Which game? Never mind. That one. That was not a good update there. The Liverpool uh, soccer game in the Capital One. Oh, Cup. I, that didn't the, pull uh, up on my screen. But uh, we'll, uh, I'm sure that everybody cares so much about that anyway. We'll be right back. The hometown advantage. You can see it in that new shop down on Main Street, in the office downtown, the factory by the river, and the farm down the road. It's because of people like Reggie in finance and Ruth, the paramedic. Keisha, the designer, has it. And so does Orlando, the nurse. They live around here. They care about this community. They work hard to succeed. And that makes a difference. At MemphisHelpWanted.com, we're proud to work the hometown advantage. We work it around the clock, connecting local employers and local job seekers with local jobs they're good at, jobs they deserve. Post your job today and search a database of resumes to find, select, and hire the best local employees. Employees who live close by, close to family and friends, close to home. That's the hometown advantage. MemphisHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. We are back, second half of WKBL Sports here. Let's shift gears a little bit. Been talking a lot of NFL in the first hour. Let's talk a little Memphis basketball now, particularly not talking about tonight's game where they uh, beat Central Florida, but ECU came to town on Saturday. They were under 500, not a very good RPI team. They beat the Tigers by one point here at the FedEx Forum. And then today, Jeff Calkins has an article that says that that marks the beginning of the end, that that's what you'll look back at and say that was it, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, and that at the end of the year, Passner is gone. They're just going to suck it up and pay the $10 million and get rid of him. And so my question to you, Adam, and to the listening audience out there, is is that right? Are they going to get rid of Passner? Should they get rid of Passner? Uh, should they hang on to him? Whatever you think, you know, should they get rid of him? Is it because of that game, or did the straw break the camels back a long time ago for you? What are your opinions on that? There are a bunch of different ways you can get a hold of the show and let us know what you think about this passenger situation. Adam, go ahead and tell them that and then tell us what you think. Um, this <laughs> Tell them how to get a hold of the show first and then tell them what I you get think. You. I got you. I was looking at the thing. Now, you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com, WKBL Sports, and on Twitter, 
at WKBL Sports. Also, after the show, the podcast will be available on iHeartRadio and on the website, WKBL1250.com. If you want to send us an email, it's sports at WKBL1250.com. And then the phone number is 901-475-9355. All right. And, and I think as far as the uh, the passenger thing goes, I, I was done last year, but I understand the, the contract mess. That's the only reason I knew it wasn't going to happen because of the money situation, which I – Memphis' own fault for signing him into that big contract, which, I mean, you can't blame some of the current people involved in it because, I mean, it's just one of those situations. But I blame the alumni, too. I, I blame unrealistic uh, expectations and things of the alumni for pressuring them to give him that big contract because they thought he was going to be this great. You know, the ones that did, I'm sure there were ones that were against it, but it seems like they were pressuring uh, the administration at the time to – push this forward and give him this big massive oh we got to keep him or he's going to run off somewhere else and do sometimes that's the risk you got to take you can't afford to let something like that you know he hadn't proven himself yet somebody yeah. like Calipari, yeah you can do that but not passenger wasn't in a position to get command that kind of money if he goes he goes find somebody else you're telling me you're that desperate that you can't you know thank goodness the football is not like that you know i can tell bowen that they don't have that kind of mentality it's like well if you want to go see ya We'll go get a committee together. We'll find somebody just as good as you, which I feel like they've done, which I don't think they had a point. They didn't leave us like that. But the, the kind of way they should have done with the passengers said, well, if he wants to go, go. Go to wherever. Well, if they tell you, what if he goes into the team, they do better. So what? Get You know, go find somebody else. Now, the bigger question for me is, who do they get? But at the same time, I don't. I think when you talk about the Timmy, I don't think they'll have to pay that much now. If they wait till after season, I think it's it's gone down each year. I, I don't remember. It was ten million like year before last, and I don't know about this year. But I think overall, no, he's got a contract through twenty twenty at two and a half million a year. So that would be four years. That's ten million dollars. Well, and I don't. I and thought his contract ended sooner than that. The uh, last year they said no, ten million also, but that renewal. wasn't right. That that means it wasn't right. Um, if if they because they kept saying ten million last year and the year before I heard the same figure and I'm like unless it's guaranteed money or something that they'd have to pay him a part maybe that's part of the buyout I'm or not something. exactly sure about all the details but of now it, but that is that the case. really but makes me go what kind of moron signs him through 2020 for 2.2 million a year his name is Tom Bowen yeah and he well no I don't blame him no I don't blame you don't blame him but he's no, the one that signed the contract he had you, to that's why I said I blame him. you absolve him of everything I because what because I blame the alumni. No, and the pressure look, behind it because I know he did not make that one whole decision listen, all listen, on his own. I, I really like agree with I that. really like Tom Bowen. Okay. Yeah. And and he's he's always nice to me and all of that. And I'm not I don't excoriate him because I think he made the decision that he had to make at the time. Well, that's what I'm saying, but that's I don't not know his about fault. the crappy the, the crappy caveat in the contract that he's gonna get paid through twenty twenty regardless. But uh the as far as re-signing Passner and giving him a raise, he had to do that. I mean, there was no choice. He didn't have to. I mean, well, I mean, he did because he's the new guy on the block. I understand. That's what no, I'm saying. No, he had to. They were somebody was about to take Passner, and at that time, Passner still had plenty of upside. And, and I didn't think so. so. I, when he, I didn't. He's never to me had that kind. Not the, plus, not upside to command that kind of extension. Nowhere near it. I, I could. Yeah, I remember. but what you're doing is you're saying that Tom Bowen basically had nothing to do with the decision. That's not true. Well, no. I mean, he still had. He could have said no. But I feel Shirley like Shirley Rains and Tom Bowen. Uh, now, Shirley Rains was still the president at the time. Yeah. But uh, Tom Bowen, you you can't absolve him of of this. I, I blame him twenty percent because 
I get that there's pressures from alumni. I've even heard it out around town. Alumni people tell me, oh, they got to focus on basketball. No, you don't. I'm an alumni too. And I can tell you, even though I don't throw millions at the university, I don't have it. <laughs> I think you, you did a disservice to the, to the university. You put us, you put the, you put the basketball program in a very bad place because of, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't call it arrogant. I don't know what it, what the word for it is. It's to me, it's utter stupid. You don't do that. That kind of pressure, which is at every university, it's not Memphis. It's, but the, you think basketball is really going to put you in a place to compete and get into another conference? No. And even Calipari knew that he wasn't going to. He knew it wasn't going anywhere because the way the administration was doing. And of course, I mean that wouldn't stop him from going yeah. to Kentucky. But I feel like, yeah, I don't give Bowen. I wouldn't give him a hard time because I don't feel that. I feel it was the pressure and majority. I think, and I may be wrong, but I think if he had been given the option to make his own decision on it, one hundred percent, and knowing more about it, I think he would have probably adjusted the things. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have blamed you for hiring for extending him, but not through twenty twenty, and not for you know maybe the two point two. I don't have much of a problem with is the extension of the amount of time and putting yourself in a bad. It's like I'd have to look at all the risks and go, okay, yeah, he's done this, but Calipari, okay, hands down, you know, no problem. Yeah, or somebody doesn't the economics but, play into it some? Like, uh, I mean, don't you have to be losing that much money or more before you really go and, and pay another guy three million dollars a year plus pay? Well, yeah, I mean, there's that too, but that's that that's kind of part of my point too. Is that this was a bad deal all the way around. And doesn't by what Bowen has done since he's been there tells me that he was pressured. Like you, he you don't make decisions like he's made since then. If you're the kind of guy that would just let something like like he doesn't, I, he's well, not okay. the type to me that would make an extension okay, like listen. that based on the type of contracts he signed with Fuente and other ones. Tells me that this was something concocted before he even kind of got you, there. I will give you, and this. then it was pushed on him. I will give you this that it it does seem as though it may have been pushed on him just because. Uh, Tom Bowen traditionally has not. It's uh, not. I like wouldn't pastors. see him giving he's, a he's football coach pastor. that kind of. He's not treated. Pa- yeah, but he's not treated pastor like it's his guy. So for that too. So it's hard to yeah. say that because of this. And I'm not saying that because of this extension, Tom Bowen was all in on Pastner and just loves him too much. I'm not saying that because well, it's obvious when he went and scheduled Ole Miss without talking to Josh Pastner. and there was some uh, dissension. So, you yeah. know, and, and it's basically uh, uh, sort of said the same thing about Tennessee. Like, you're going to play who I tell you to play almost. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like some, I gave you this. I went ahead and right. put my name on this, so now we're going to make this at least look as good as we can. So, uh, and you're going to do what I I'm tell you. I'm not saying that, that he's just – a passenger sycophant or something. Yeah, I, I am saying that he signed the paper, and and it's, well, so yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't wipe, you can't wash his hands completely. If I had to go percentage, it was a bad wise. decision. And now, now that the university is stuck with uh, ten million dollars, and so you got to say, are we going to lose? And that's the biggest question. And and Calkins brushes this in his article. The biggest question is, are you going to lose? Because you'll have to pay Pastner two and a half million dollars a year. You have to pay a new coach two and a half to three million dollars a year. You don't you have know. to pay a, coach, a new coach. If two you and get, half million. Yeah, if I mean, you, you want to get somebody good, worth yeah. And so you. Uh, so even if you went Stoudemire, you'd have to pay you know two point. Well, 2. not necessarily because if they got somebody that really truly like cares about the university, wants to see a long term, you know, wants to really be here long term, you could. I'm sure they'd understand. Look, look at the situation we're in. We can't really, but 
we'll make it worth your while. Just stick with us through these next couple of years while we pay this off because we've kind of got ourselves in a bag. And if they if they really, truly care about the university and want to do something big, it gives them time to prove themselves over a couple of years and then say, look, we'll reward you after a couple of seasons. Just let us get this other debt out of the way. And and I can see Bowen doing that. Tell somebody, look, I can only pay like one point. 1.5 right now but once you give us a couple years let's get some of this debt out of the way and i'll put you at 2.5 you know even have it in the contract if you win so many percentage game at this point once we get this debt you know they can do that they could have a you know so i mean yeah there's options taco meat 901 on twitter says decent guys get fired every day why is passner any different we'll have more of your reactions on twitter That's plus true. you can call in the show 901-475-9355 be right back Come over here. I'm going to let you in on Covington's best kept secret. Sookie's Bake Shop. They're in a great location on the Covington Square. They've got cupcakes, cakes, and cheesecakes that come in just about any flavor you could want. Sookie's Bake Shop is also a great place to stop in for breakfast. Their cinnamon rolls are the best part of my morning, and everything is made fresh daily. They also do special orders like birthdays or office parties. We had a cake at the office last week that could have been on a TV show, and it tasted even better than it looked. Go ahead, give Sookie's Bake Shop a call at 569-2675. Or better yet, swing by the square and bring me back some cupcakes. Weather is brought to you as a service of Patriot Bank with locations in Covington, Atoka, Millington, and Barrettville. Down-home banking the way it should be. For all your heating and cooling repairs and replacements, AirServe, 901-622-5050 or AirServe.com. That's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com. Furniture deals and Brad Carlisle State Farm Insurance. WKBP. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, 29 for the low. Tomorrow, we're back in the sunshine, but it's going to be cold. Wednesday's high, 42, with northeasterly winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Thursday, sunshine up to 53, even warmer on Friday. Sunny skies with a high near 57. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3's On Your Side Weather Center. WKBL Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit us51country.com and click on Local Events to post your information. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who once said, Life's most urgent and persistent question is, What are you doing for others? Answer Dr. King's call. Honor Dr. King and make America better by volunteering. Thousands of projects all across America need your help. Tennessee College of Applied Technology Covington serves as the premier supplier of workforce development for Tipton County. TCAT Covington offers the following programs. Administrative office, automotive, computer information, HVACR, industrial maintenance, machine tool, practical nursing, and welding. Please visit tcatcovington.edu for more information or visit the college at 1600 Highway 51 South in Covington. TCAT Covington is a Tennessee Board of Regents institution and is accredited by the Council on Occupational Education. TCAT Covington does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, and disability. Please visit tcatcovington.edu for the full non-discrimination policy. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. And 
Once again, we're back talking about Josh Pastner, his future with the Memphis Tigers, in particular, uh, sprouted up because of an article by Jeff Calkins. But, I mean, it's not something we haven't been talking about before that. On Twitter, you can talk to us at WKBL Sports. Tiger J says, I think those in media who defend Pastner don't want to see Memphis become a national power again. That's my theory. Yeah, I don't. I hope that. I think that's tongue in cheek. Or at least it should be, right? Eh, <laughs> never know. Nice. Mark Crutcher says, uh, I blame Jeff Calkins for the past few bad Tiger seasons. He should have fired Pastner a long time ago <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get these results and what he's talking about us tonight. Yeah. Because if he you know, wrote this article a long time ago, it. They say that Shaq would have played better or something. I yeah, I mean it's just a you know yeah. it's a joke. Well, and I think some of the stuff with uh, um, what you call it, leaving for uh, Virginia and everything that, that kind of you know created a a big rift. It, you know something just didn't go down right about that, and then um, and it, you know him being a local guy and everything. I think that really burned a little bit. That hurt, and they. I mean, they and they've done what they can, and even the, I think they thought the Lawson thing was going to help, and it did. I mean, you could tell it helped the team, but Pookie Powell, even I mean, all you lost so many players that you shouldn't have lost the way you did. So it's kind of one of those things that makes you go, okay, what's really going on? And we've seen a decline yeah. in the way the teams played, and just overall, I mean, you can't expect it to be Calipari level. I understand that, like you say, all oh, expectations, but. Like I said, I've heard around town and different things, talking to different people I run into. Some of the problem is the pressure from alum and some of your Memphis power players, I guess you'd call them, that are putting pressure like the whole thing with the sign and the kind. I feel like, okay, you're the new guy that bones the new guy in town. You don't, you know, you're trying to make nice with everybody. You know, you want to appease the, the fan base or whatever, and basketball's kind of in the thing. I feel like that pressure, plus, I mean, I don't, we don't know for sure how much of the administration, and then just by the way he acted towards the towards Patrick Yoko, you were talking about with the whole thing with the scheduling and all the other conflicts that have gone on, tells me that he was kind of forced in it. Yeah, and like you said, he still signed it, so it's still there's the blame. But could he have really just said, no, uh-uh, I'm not signing that crap, you know, or Listen, we're going to change this. I don't feel like he was in that. He, You know, being the new guy, he really didn't have that to bargain with. You don't think, but, though, he was in a position to say – Here's the thing. No, I think because he was kind of like, the, you know what? I'll do what the alumni leverage. want. I'll do everybody that got me this job wants it for this. I think it was but let me do what I want with football. And then when he did what he did with football, it's kind of like, see, look what I can do. Well, okay. now basketball, right? Calm down. But now he's done dug himself a hole. He probably hoped for the best. He probably thought, well, Pastor will maintain it long enough for that contract. I'll just deal with it. You know, whatever. It surely it won't get that bad. Well, it did. It's gotten that bad. <laughs> so now you've got yourself where the football program's being held hostage by the basketball program and and it's not passionate passionate not a bad guy like I said yeah but i agree with uh our lady on twitter what they were saying about you know a nice guy this night yeah he's a nice guy but yeah somewhat you gotta fire him but there is the monetary side of it i understand the money you can't you know memphis isn't one of these schools that's got so much money they can but to me if i was bowing which i know you can't do this because you can't you know slap the hand that feeds you kind of thing <laughs> I tell the alumni and the base, the donor, and people that push me to do, to give him that contract, say, you know what? You want everything to be better and us to be able to afford the football stuff and get a better coach? You, you find, you dig us out of it. You and throw up the money and pony up for, cause you pressured me into this, you know, kind of that way. Cause he, yeah, he'd have a right to. It's not Bowen's fault. I mean, like you said, yeah, he signed the paper ball, but I feel like it is 
solely on the alumni and the fan base. Whoever, anybody involved in pressuring Bowen to do that contract is at fault here. And I feel like it's unfair for him to have to take any that much heat over something that really, you know. Now, if he drew up the contract, there may be a side of it I don't know about. I don't, just by the way he's acted about different things, I don't. I really highly doubt it. If he did have something to do with the contract and really thought it was a great idea, and maybe I'm completely way off the, you know, off the end about it here. Okay, well, yeah, then it is his. Point, you know, then I give him a fifty-fifty. I still don't ever give him a hundred percent. It'd be fifty at that point, but. He is, I do like what he's doing. I like his focus. Football, I don't care. I hear the whining people about basketball. Wah, wah, wah. It's, that's not going to be your ticket to the Big 12. It's not going to be your ticket anywhere. You can forget it. So, I mean. It, well, what I think is that, you know, that, yeah, it, it's absolutely, there was absolutely uh, some ignorance. Now, I, I do think there was pressure on him, and, and it is hard to say. when Passner is still pretty much a fan favorite and he's still packing out the building. yeah and i, and and I see that usc but. and he's saying hey if you don't do exactly what i'm asking i'm going to usc but i think at some point you just say go to USC." i don't think yeah because i don't think <laughs> i don't think the fans would have come down so hard yeah. on bowen if they if he had lost him to a school well, like usc and it depends on who you bring it out if bowen said to me well, I didn't have anybody to replace him at all. Like, there was no options out there. And that could be the case, too. I, and that could have went into the decision. And that's completely legible. If that's the case, hey, you know, that's fine. Yeah. I get it. But, you know, it's just one of those things. It's one of those things. Uh, we'll go to the phone because now we got our our favorite guy in Tipton County, the sports editor of the Covenant Leader and the Brownsville State's graphics, Jeff Ireland. <laughs> Hey, man, we're talking Josh Passner. You got anything to add on that topic? <laughs> well, I did not hear what was uh, already talked about, but... Well, I, I don't know. You're about to get my contract extension and not the deal? <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's it. No. Uh, I think... Uh, <laughs> Gosh, I hope not. And yeah, there's a whole bunch of people need to be fired you know, if that's I, the case. You don't... Uh, I don't guess you could call it a colleague. What do you call it when somebody works in the same business as you for somebody else? Uh, but... Uh, uh, Calkins, Jeff Calkins wrote an article today talking about Passner's uh, imminent firing now that after the loss to East Carolina on Saturday. And so we're just uh, kind of discussing, is that it for him? Why is Memphis in this situation with this terrible contract that they are going to have to pay Passner $2.5 million a year through 2020? And, uh, you know, what... It, should we be firing Passner? At, you know, are we? Well, I mean, should they be firing Passner at this point? Should they be looking for another coach? I've also seen some people on Twitter throwing out this idea of Penny, hiring Penny to be the coach. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know how much of a possibility that is or how much. I, I feel like Stoudemire was brought in for this situation. But uh, that that remains to be seen. That's just our sort of feeling on the on the issue. But what do you think, Jeff? Um, yeah, that was a lot of stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have read, I read what he wrote, and I've been listening to some, you know, some pundits talk about it today. Um, is it okay if I say I listen to other sports radio sometimes? <laughs> is it okay if I say that? Okay. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Until we go all sports all the time, and then we won't allow you to do that anymore. Okay, all right, got it, got it. <laughs> I'm sure you read other newspapers, or excuse me, go to other newspaper websites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I mean, I read this know. one in print actually, but that's because oh, my boss—it's because oh. my boss gave it to me. Uh, okay, gotcha. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's obviously time. You know, you can argue about whether it's right or whatever. Maybe it's not fair, but it's just, it's, you know, the coaching profession, just, that's just the way it is, you know. It's it's really time for him to go. But, yeah, the money is obviously the thing. I mean, they're going to come up with the money, and if they don't feel like it's, they can do it, then I guess they have to keep it. But I, you, there's no way they're going to. They're going to let it go on like this with nobody showing up for the games and yeah. all this kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, he's gone. They're going to, they're going to work it out. Yeah, now they're going to work out a way. Yeah. So, you know, and then the thing with Penny Arnold, we have, one of, actually, a buddy of mine called me up today, and uh, he goes, so have you heard they're, you know, they might hire Penny Hardaway for coach? And my first reaction was, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I, started, then I started thinking about it, and I was thinking about it, and, you know, I don't know. You know, I heard some examples of some other people who had never coached before who got head coaching jobs, like Fred Hoiberg is one. You, you, you guys probably know who he is. He was uh, Iowa State coach, and then he, he's got an NBA job now. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other examples I've heard, you know. It just depends. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I know Penny Hardaway, but, you know, I don't know if he has the, what it takes to be. He may, you know. Maybe he does. I don't know. But I don't know if he has, you know, like the wherewithal to be a Division One. Head coach, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I just don't. Maybe he does. Maybe yeah. he I don't know. Sarah, it'd be like assuming Shaq would be good just because he's. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I know. There's, yeah. there's a lot. Well, of no, I don't think that's why, though. Coach. I think uh, Penny has coached AAU teams to championships. Has he not? I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But he, I think Stoudemire was Stoudemire being there. You've already got an NBA team. guy on but the staff, so you wouldn't go to Stoudemire. Yeah, you have a guy who's been an assistant in the NBA and in college and knows this team. So I, I think Sotomayor's a better choice there. But, uh, uh, I mean, I don't I think Penny's got more credentials than just being than just people loving him. Um, but uh, the uh, I, Sarah on Twitter says, uh, Penny's for Passioner. Let's raise that $10 million and simultaneously get Penny in the head coach in spot. <laughs> somebody somebody in the alumni base better win the lottery. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was right. Maybe Penny could just pay. Uh, Penny could pay it off. He's, he's got a bunch of money. There you go. Like part of the deal. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you have to pay your pay us out of the the debt that they kind of messed us yeah. over into. Right. So, but yeah, yeah. but yeah. you can be the coach. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he could handle. But I'm, I have no doubt or little doubt he could recruit, and little doubt he could teach them how to play defense and run a screen and roll out, whatever, all that kind of stuff. You know, there's a bunch of guys who can do all that stuff. Those guys are in high school. You know, it's just the other stuff. So peripheral stuff like dealing with the media and dealing with boosters and dealing with all the stuff that he does have to deal with you know i don't know whether he would be capable of doing that well right I, now. in his he defense would, he 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 deals with the media now i mean he uh yeah, you know he, he stays and he's a, a partial owner in the grizzlies right so uh doesn't, doesn't he have some ownership interest in the grizzlies or something i mean i'm just saying that He's been uh, he's he has business acumen, which is something that you kind of need in the head coaching position. And I think he has business acumen to his credit. Is, is all I'm saying. I and I'm not sitting here trying to promote Penny for coach. I'm just saying that I think he's more qualified than. It's not like you're asking uh, CDR to be the coach. <laughs> right. I think I think it's worth the powers that be, the people who can determine whether or not somebody's capable of the job. It's worth talking to him and delving further into it and just seeing maybe what he has to say and just let him explain why he thinks he would be good at the job. The only kind of thing, thing is, doesn't it stink 
wouldn't it stink to uh, fire a guy? They basically already forced out one guy whose jerseys was, jersey was is hanging in the rafters. They a guy whose jersey is hanging in the rafters coached the team already, Larry Finch, and they had to force him out when it was time to come. And it was very divided, and a lot of people didn't like the way it was done. And I mean, but everybody kind of agreed it was time for Larry to go. But it, it's a tough one. And just like even Larry Porter, while he's not a retired number. Tiger, he was a former Tiger, and uh, you know, firing him that kind of thing is tough. And now you're talking about Penny Hardaway, probably the biggest legend to come out of Memphis. And uh, you know, he's in a position now where you know he has the producer get fired. And it would be to me, you got to look down the road and say, What if we have to fire Penny? What would that do? That's when you say it's business, nothing personal. Yeah, you can say that. You can say that, but you know that doesn't work with. Well, them. yeah, but if you don't produce, I mean, it, that should be when they come into that. If they're that, I guess with the word term butthurt about it, that that's that's their problem. They should just learn to walk away. Well, it's like the whole Lionel Hollins thing. They threw a big old oh, I can't believe they. And it seemed like they might have done it wrong. But look, he goes up to Brooklyn. He doesn't got fired there already. So it's kind of one of them things where. If I was a, a big-time player from a school or like from Alabama or something, I went to coach there. They've done it. I mean, Shula was under, uh, you know, he was there and played for Alabama, big-time quarterback stuff, and they fired him and threw him out of town. But and it, he shouldn't be angry about it. It's like, hey, you, you sucked it up, so sorry. I mean, you come into it, you should have enough uh, integrity. I don't know what the right word would be, but you should – be able to come in here and handle like a man say, you know, understand, hey, I'm coming in here, they're giving me this, but they could just as easily toss me out. Not that they don't love me and appreciate what I did in the past, but they'd have to understand. Now, if some of the fans, I'm sure there are some fans that are pretty nasty to them and probably wouldn't, and it's not right. But, and it's hard, but they got to come in that knowing, and the people who hire them need to know and have a thicker skin and say, look, okay, well, this is all business. If something doesn't work out in the future, we don't, we, you know, this is just how we're going to have to part ways. And you do it the right way. I mean, now if you just do like Elaine Kiffin and fire them when they get off the bus, that, yeah, that would be kind of low down to somebody that's your alumni. <laughs> on the tarmac. Yeah. You well, don't even know. What they did to him was worse than yeah, that. But, they fired him on the tarmac and didn't let him get on the bus yeah. to, to ride back yeah. to the but facility to get his Considering the way he treated the, his attitude and the way he was, I mean, I know he's an Alabama coach now, but still, what he did, he, he kind of almost halfway deserved it. But at the same time, yeah, it's kind of dirty. But he wasn't, I don't think he's not a USC alum, though. Or nothing like that. So it's kind they of like Larry Finch at the concession stand. Remember? Did they really? Oh, wow. yeah, that, okay. Now that's kind of low down considering what he did. But at the same time, I think if you handle it the right way, kind of like with uh, well, like with I think with Porter, I think they handled it fairly. I mean, it wasn't like they just walked out in the field and said, "Get out." But it's tough shot. because they didn't give him three years like you normally yeah. give a head coach. Yeah, and but that was everybody terrible. knew it was the right decision. But at the same time, I mean, here is a guy who. Is an alumni. Well, and and is as long as you do it with dignity and respect, I think it's okay. I mean, he had to have known coming in. I'm just saying, hey, you got to understand. Well, yeah, I mean, it'd be hard for anybody, but still, you got to. It's a business. You got to come into it understanding. Hey, even though I mean a lot to the, it'd be like Penny. I'd tell him, look, from contract signing day, hey, dude, you know, if it don't go right. In two three years, we might have to have a little conversation. We don't want you getting all whiny and throwing a fit and threatening to throw a king cotton hot dog at us or something. You know, it's like it, it, stuff like that. It's still you, on you, my table today. Yeah. I mean, he's always got king cotton hot dogs. So I mean, come on. And it's, I don't think he's going to lose sponsorship because of that. But it, I, I think though, 
that's the kind of risk you take. You if you you got to kind of make it an understanding that that you know. And if the player has a like, if Penny was all mad, angry about that, that's his problem. I'd be like, sorry, dude. You know, you understood. You knew what you were getting. Yourself. But now, if they did something hateful, like I said, fire him on the tarmac kind of situation. Okay, yeah. Then you do have every right. He could throw some King Cotton hot dogs at him. I'd be like, hey, I don't blame him. <laughs> but I think I think Stoudemire's the. I think that he's planted there for a reason. I don't think he would have came had he not thought that there was an opportunity there. So, uh, but then again, I mean, it's all speculation, but I, I think that's the whole reason he's here is a backup plan. But we'll see. Yeah, I, yeah. I, never, even, I never even thought about Stoudemire. I've heard all these names mentioned. I hadn't even heard him mention, but yeah, he does. He makes some sense. He's got some of that NBA panache that, you know, kids are impressed with kind of thing. So. And I'll make I'll make the prediction now. That way you're here with the two. I'll just have Chad in here. <laughs> Is end of the year, Pazner gets to let go. Everybody pays off with it. And Stoudemire within a, a couple weeks is announced as the new head coach of the Tigers starting next year. Well, I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, You never know. He might bring him on. I, I bet you he brings some NFL, or not NFL, NBA people possibly with him, though. I bet you he would. And yeah. I think Lawson's, I think they stay around. I think that one of the kids ends up leaving after this year anyway. And then the no, other and state. I don't think so. There's no way. I mean, there's, he hasn't done enough to But, man, to the way the NBA is, it. though, I, I wouldn't be. It's just like with LSU right now with Simmons. He's that good, but they're not. They're terrible. And they're probably, they might not even make the tournament. <laughs> even with a guy that's NBA caliber, I think he still leaves. Yeah, but Lawson, I think only one of them. I, I, I get them mixed up. But the, the – and then – the way yeah, Keelan's the good one. KJ's the okay. Well, he's not going to the NBA after four years. No, Keelan is Keelan's the dad. The Keelan what? is the dad. Diedrich is the good one. Oh, you're right. I was like, like, I knew I was talking about, didn't I? KJ, <laughs> KJ is the uh, one, and then Chandler is the one that's coming in. Uh, yeah, and I knew Chandler was right. coming in. That was the one I, I knew he wasn't there yet. We so. need a chart. Keeping up with the losses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we one of them might possibly leave this year, depending on how Memphis finishes out. If he does, if he is like freshman of the year and just really does some damage down the stretch. Even though if they, Memphis loses, I think they'll look at him and say, oh, he might be a late second round guy. But I, I don't know. Actually, that's just speculation. But I think that it's, it's going to be the beginning of the I think I agree with uh, – Mr. Uh, what you say? I, I don't know. Calkins. Calkins that I think it's the beginning of the or not beginning. I think it's the end's been there for a little while. I think it's a monetary thing is the only reason that it hasn't ended sooner. That I think that's the one and only thing. Jeff, uh, who's on the hot seat in high school basketball? <laughs> <laughs> they all are. Now. <laughs> yeah. I honestly can't think of anybody in basketball who's on the hot seat. We have some young coaches, you know, they're they're still kind of working their way in, and, uh, you know, really Brighton, like I said, I just left the Brighton game. You know, they have another father-son coaching combination. It's confusing. You know, we've got Stan and Taylor Gatlin, your uncle and your cousin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they're doing a great job. You know, there's, you know I, I interviewed a couple of the players after the game, and, you know, I sort of realized that they're the best boys basketball team in Tipton County for the first time in a while now. Oh, so wow. I asked about that. And, yeah, they, they cared about it. I was wondering if that was a they have, but yeah, they were pretty proud that they are at that stage now. So, uh, well, pretty interesting story from if you guys take it from the Brighton game tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go right in. One of the players, his name is Zach Lewis. He's a he's a sophomore. He's actually really good. He scored twenty points tonight. But oh, wow. his his mother passed away about a week and a half ago. Just really suddenly. Oh, I'm no. not sure the exact mm. circumstances, but. I mean, I bring it up because they're talking about it and, you know, for that 
like for the Dr. Lewis and his mom, so it's a pretty pretty nice I mean, it's a tragic story, but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of nice how they're you know, the the kids are rallying around their teammate and that kind of thing. So yeah. I'm gonna have some stuff about that in the paper uh paper coming up. Okay. Thursday, so that's something to look forward to. Yeah. But they they won they did they did win tonight. They beat Carnival, it's a non district win. So they're they're still rolling pretty well. And, that's, a, that's a decent win, though, right? Uh, over Collierville. I mean, they're not bad, right? Yeah, I think they're they're middling. Yeah, I think they're a little bit over five hundred. They're they're pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're a large school, so it's it's, yeah. it's a good win for them for sure. Taylor had a he shot seventeen free throws tonight, I believe, and made fourteen or fifteen of them. Oh wow, so twenty-three eighty percent. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, he had a good game. So they're so they're rolling. So that's one thing to look forward to uh, next week's paper. I'm also doing a story about a. Um, a pair of uh, R&B singers. They're twins from Covington. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They're called, um, oh, shoot, I forgot the name of the band. But their names are Darian and Tarian Tipton. They're both 20. I, they think, up in- I, uh, I think I co-emceed a talent show they were in. Probably so. They've done a bunch of talent shows. Yeah, I, I think I, I did that. And if I remember right, they were. Uh, it was these two guys, and they were an R&B group, and they... They were wearing like white suits or something. Anyway, they were really good. Flawless. That's the name I just remember. That's it. Yeah, flawless. that's exactly who it was. Yeah, flawless. Maybe we'll they see were, them on yeah. America's Got Talent like they, they are, did with the they guys awesome. down on Beale. <laughs> they have. They have they've, they've, they've tried out for The Voice, uh, I think, Friday or sometime the last few days and made it past the first round. So I, okay. I think oh, they were, awesome. had another trial. Maybe tonight, as a matter of fact. And they, they've been on. They tried out for America's Got Talent and made it a couple of rounds of that. And they're going to be featured in this magazine called Hip Hop Weekly. I'm sure both of you guys are loyal subscribers to that. Oh, yeah, so, I know it. I don't miss that. Anyway, I don't miss it. Only get the on, only get the online edition, but yeah, online version. <laughs> yeah. Like they were featured in that magazine. It's like a. I looked it up. They have like a million plus circulation. It's yeah, like that's it's, a, it's a big circulation. Almost as much as the leader. Yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they're uh, they're seem to be going pretty well. And I met those guys and interviewed them, having to feed the story about them in the paper Thursday too. So. Another, another reason to pick up a couple copies of the leader or check it out online, of course, at covingtonleader.com. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's probably the highlights of the paper coming out. The things I write, of course, are the highlights. That's exactly right. Those are the only articles I read. Yeah. Those I other people, I don't read their stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not listening to their work, but the main uh, thing is to read me. I don't know. I mean, I know they got stuff on there, but I, I just look up the uh, Jeff Ireland stuff. I, I don't I actually just do a Google search for Jeff Ireland. I, I don't even log right yeah. into Covey the Leader or anything. I just read my stories all the time and observe how great they are. <laughs> <laughs> ignore the typos. <laughs> they, those aren't your fault, right? That was in editing. Yeah, I'm the sports editor and the sports reporter, so yeah, it's pretty much my yeah. fault. We, we do have people look at them uh, usually, but you know, stuff slips by. I wouldn't admit that. I uh, know, I shouldn't, but it's just the way it is. <laughs> I would just <laughs> say, no, we don't have time, and then we run them straight to print. That's yeah. why, you know, that's that's why we end up with uh, what we end up with. I only have a whole week to look at them and write them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, those are, those are highlights, so uh, we'll see what happens with Pastor. I, I, I'm pretty sure that'll be pretty eminent, and we'll see if it's Penny or uh, or Stoudemire. Those I've been the, looking this whole time for this uh, Penny for the Penny soundbite. Uh, the I've been looking, and I can't <laughs> I can't remember 
what it's listed under in the computer from the Kenny, the Penny King Cotton commercial. I can't remember what it's listed under, so I can't. I haven't been able to find it this whole time. I've been looking for it, so I could get him to say it's uh, it's still my number one pick. But I can't. Uh, I haven't found the commercial, so I'm not able to play it. But uh, well, Jeff. Uh, like you said, everybody can subscribe at Covington Leader. You can subscribe online at CovingtonLeader.com. You can do it all right there on the Internet. And uh, it, it is uh, how I subscribe. I don't receive a print edition. Uh, and I that's not typically an option, but I somehow talk somebody into it. And uh, But uh, that is, I, I, I get it all online. It does frustrate me sometimes. Uh, but uh, overall, it's how I keep up with a lot of local events and things like that. So uh, Jeff does a great job keeping up with local sports there and helping keep us informed and our listeners informed on what's going on right here in our town with the high school sports. So thanks, Jeff, and we will talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Talk to you later, man. Thanks, man. And we will be right back in just a moment to wrap it up on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, Spreaker.com, and iHeartRadio. change. Covington and Tipton County has seen a lot of change over the past 10 years, but one thing that hasn't changed is the compassionate service that's the hallmark of Covington Funeral Home. Have you changed your mind about a traditional funeral and are now considering cremation? Well, Covington Funeral Home offers a variety of cremation services. If you have a pre-planned funeral at another funeral home, you can change that too. Covington Funeral Home gladly accepts pre-planned funerals from other funeral homes. Remember, it's caring for the community with compassion. Call Covington Funeral Home 476 3 in a world where massive dunks are cheered. To Buckets from downtown are praised. Morrell, here's a three, another one. The winning is everything. Oh, Woodson left corner. Here's a three. Got it. Are you ready on the Memphis Tigers Sports Network? Hi, this is Dave Willotion. West Tennessee's home for Memphis Tiger basketball is US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Homer Skelton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Millington is your Ram Truck Center with more than 100 2015 Ram trucks in stock. That means up to $10,000 off MSRP or 0% financing for 72 months. Heavy duty hauling, it's a Ram. Fuel economy, best in its class. The selection has never been better. And again, up to $10,000 off MSRP or 0% financing for 72 months. Homer Skelton, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, your Ram Truck Center, next to USA Stadium in Millington. All answer will put you in your comfort zone. Hi, y'all. This is Shan Erickson, home comfort designer at AirServe Heating and Air Conditioning. At AirServe, we charge by the job, not by the hour. So with our fixed rate pricing, you know the exact price before we do the work. We're on call 24 hours a day, and with AirServe, you'll never pay an overtime charge. Our skilled, highly trained technicians will arrive in a clean AirServe uniform, and we guarantee we'll do the work right the first time. Our Advantage plans provide you with total comfort tune-ups, priority service, and member service discounts. Locally owned and operated by Lee Downing. We'll put you in your comfort zone. Give us a call today at 901-622-5050 or visit us at airserve.com. That's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Tonight, partly cloudy skies.
29 for the low. Tomorrow, we're back in the sunshine, but it's going to be cold. Wednesday's high 42 with northeasterly winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Thursday, sunshine up to 53. Even warmer on Friday, sunny skies with a high near 57. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3's On Your Side Weather Center. This is King Hardaway. Y'all know I'm a hometown guy, and you should know that King Cotton is our hometown brand. We were both born here. Of course, King Cotton is a little older than me. For 75 years, the folks at King Cotton have been making the best smoked sausage, bacon, hot dogs, and bologna anywhere around. I was raised on it. I love it then, and it's still on my table today. It's still right this season, and that's why King Cotton is still my number one pick. That was uh, there. It was. I found it, and uh, that was our uh, future Memphis coach, according to some future University of Memphis head coach. I, I think, as Adam does, I think that Damon Stoudemire is. Uh, I think that's part of the reason Damon Stoudemire was brought back is to uh, to have some familiarity with the players and to already have an established relationship with players and recruits and to help make a smooth transition into the head coaching position. I think Damon Stoudemire will be the next head coach of uh, Memphis. Could I be wrong about that? Yeah, because it's not like I I don't have uh, sources on that necessarily. I just have a good feel for the the fact that that's what's going on i I think that's what's going on i have uh you know i've been wrong about things before but uh i think that's what's going on now i believe that it'll be it will be damon stoudemire will end up being the coach i think it's already been thought of and put into place and you will see josh passner step aside and if i was him let's take my two million dollars a year and enjoy it two and a half million dollars a year and enjoy it (laughs) and uh then uh, Stoudemire steps in, probably making a couple million himself. And that, but yeah, I think and I think Stoudemire is a good choice. I think Penny. Um, we don't know what Penny would do coaching at this level. I'm not saying, but I don't think I don't know that Penny's a ridiculous choice. I, like, I kind of felt like you and you and uh, Ireland were both sort of picking on Penny as if he was going to be a. And I don't think he's ridiculous to say that Penny would. Be, but I, I think it's uh, like maybe more of a decision with your heart not your head I, I would say that but i don't think i mean there's nothing to say that penny wouldn't be a great coach you know yeah i just i don't i guess i'm not big on the whole the ones that are typically like larger than life type that when he's got that high of a profile i don't feel like it, there'd be too much hoopla and the whole thing and i don't and he just to me doesn't come across like i i get him being a coach coach but i don't i don't know as far as a a whole a coach over an entire program like that, he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would. Well, one, I don't think he'd really want to be at that level with it. Now, I may be wrong. I don't know him personally, so I don't know. But he just doesn't come across as that. I mean, how he coaches, but I don't. He but don't I come across as that he, type of guy. As far as a, uh, he'd be a good steward for the program. Now, I also feel it with Stoudemire. I think he's kind of been put there, not necessarily to just definitely super, you know, to take over, but as much as kind of a well, if things got better with him here because he was, you know, things were better when he was here before. Then yeah. he helps Josh. Josh keeps his job. You know, then later on we'll work with it. 
I think that was kind of the thinking, and then thought, well, then if it doesn't work out and Josh still does bad, hey, I've got a backup. I can just slide him right in, and we might be able to move forward. Then it might be completely wrong. I mean, they might go a whole other direction because it does depend. If somebody high profile out there is available, I mean, like a, not Bruce Pearl, but somebody of that caliber that's that won't, you know, they don't might even start that because I've seen that on Twitter. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, you don't want him anyway. He, First he of all, he hasn't done anything pay, with Auburn you yet. You're going to pay so. $10 million and probably a, yeah. a $2 million. You don't want somebody that's going to command like that kind of money. dollar buyout buy just to get him here yeah. and then probably $4 million say, a year to pay him. You don't I mean, want anybody that commands yeah. that kind of you got to get somebody uh, like you did with football where somebody's up and coming that you can get. Not on the cheap, but on enough on a, fa- a fair value. Here's what I think about. And then you move on. To your point about Penny, uh, I think if Penny and Penny may very well not want to coach at this level because I think that if he did want to coach at this level, he's Penny Hardaway. I mean, why hasn't he taken an assistant job well, in the that's, NBA that's or in college basketball too. somewhere? I, uh, if they, if he wanted to coach at this level, he would have coached as an assistant either in college or in the NBA somewhere. Uh, so I think that maybe. Uh, signals that he's not really interested in in becoming a, a high level coach like that, and maybe he just likes working with the high school kids and things like that. I think that's I think and it's more of a community building thing with him. It's not as much like whereas Memphis would be more of a access running a program and all kind of other stuff. So because we know he could have gotten a job. I mean, he's Penny Hardaway. I, yeah. You know, he's a he's a former NBA. If, and look, if Damon Stoddard, they gave Damon Stoudemire a chance as a coach. They'd have certainly given Penny. And I know a lot of people only remember the back end of Penny's career when he really wasn't much of a factor or whatever. But he was before all the injuries and things kept plaguing him. He was. You know, touted as the next Michael Jordan for a while. Yeah. And, uh, of course, at the point. I just don't know if he ever lived up to what the hype is. Maybe the next Magic Johnson is more accurate. But, uh, I mean, he was – well, he did first couple of years. I mean, well, he I'm was talking at, about at the end. I mean, at, he didn't when maintain he was that Shaq, hype, though. No, he didn't maintain it throughout but his once career. Shaq left, injuries, once the Orlando but, team broke down, he kind of disappeared. But uh, you and know, that's why I'm I just saying injuries had a lot to do. I'm saying at the time, though, you're talking about the guy. He had the big Nike shoe deal. I, I want to say that he was the first player to have a Nike shoe named after him since Jordan to to have the pennies that they still make. They still make the pennies now. Which is probably where yeah. he gets most of his money. Well, the reason why I kind of feel that way is because being traveling around different things, Memphis is the only place where he really has that kind of. Well, I'm just saying to, at the time, some though, guys were, no, at the time though, I'm saying when he was in the league and he well, was, yeah, and Chris Rock yeah. was playing Little Penny on yeah. the commercials and things. Penny Hardaway, but like you said, that was when they were. You know, like you said, they touted him as being this next big thing. I just don't think he down the road he never materialized into that guy. That's not what I'm guy. saying at all. What I'm saying is that he had built enough reputation and been around the NBA long enough to get an assistant coaching job. Well, yeah, no, I agree there. I think that's and, and I think and, the fact that he hasn't done any is college a would have been willing to take a chance on him as an assistant if he wanted to kind of get to this level. And so it makes yeah. you wonder, does he ever really want to be at this level? Maybe it's just something he started to consider lately. I don't know. Because he hates the way that you know things are going or something. I, yeah, I, I think the only reason he'd do it would be if they just really chased him down or like, hey, think, we really yeah, need they, your they, help. And all. Make but it. with Stoudemire there, I don't feel like that's an issue. I don't now. either. I feel like Stoudemire will be the guy. I don't feel well, like they'll even... Know the Lawson I mean, of course, they'll do a quote-unquote nationwide search and all of this, and then they'll hire Stoudemire after not talking to anybody else or anything. Uh, they'll just, you know, they just kind of do the little dog and pony where they uh, act like they're going to talk to some guys and then uh, they end up hiring Stoudemire. I think that's exactly how that's going to go. But, uh, I, you know, hey, who knows? 
really, right? Maybe Stoudemire's too close to Pastor to take the job. I don't. I, I just seriously doubt that. No, I don't. I don't think that's it at all. Uh, we we won't know till the end. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna come down to the end of the season no matter what. They're not gonna fire him midway through. We know that. They can lose every game from here on out, and they won't just fire him after a five game skid or nothing. It's gonna take till the end. We won't know anything till the season's over. So I still think they missed the tournament. I think it'll be the day after they yeah. the day after they miss the tournament. I think that's when Pastor gets oh, fired. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, and then the, a couple the weeks way, later, the I think only they, way they would, ends up being the, the only way they would do it before the end of the season. They have to get absolutely destroyed by somebody. One, Pastor would get tired of it, tired of all the talk and quit early, or they there would be a uh, they'd have to like lose the next eight in a row, and by pretty bad. So it, yeah. it, and and they just won this one, and uh, you know, so I think it was kind of an inspired thing because I think some of the players liked the guy, and uh, you know, so they were taking up yeah. for him. That's going to do it for us here on WKBL Sports. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, we'll be back same time, same place next week for Adam Craig and everybody here at the 51 Radio Studios. I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Brizo, at your local Ferguson showroom.